Welcome back to the Saturday School Podcast, a show for educational leaders and really anyone and everyone trying to do great things in education. Today, we want to talk about hanging on. We uh, recently read an article by Jennifer Gonzalez with her Cult of Pedagogy blog um, entitled, Teachers Are Barely Hanging On, Here's What They Need, and Cindy and I could not wait to nerd out about this and talk about this article and kind of hash it out. So Cindy, welcome. How is it going? Hi, Jolie. Yes, we, everyone, we've been excited about this one because it's been such a big conversation this whole fall. I think it was sometime in September that I know we were starting to realize and look around and say, hey, why is this so stressful? How are you feeling? Oh, wow, so your teachers are saying this was really hard this year, so are, so are ours. And knowing that, I think we were then seeing it a lot on social media. I saw this post from on Twitter from Jennifer Gonzalez quite some time ago where she simply reached out on Twitter and said, hey teachers, what's going on, what's stressful? And then eventually, hey teachers, what's happening to help you or to, to help this ease this stress on you? So it was interesting to read her work and truly made me think from a different perspective about some of the things we do to ease teachers' stress and if it really matters. Yeah, and I think um, this year in particular, I've talked to several people and it's like, you know, last year was hard with the changes in our COVID protocols and, and whatnot, but this year just seems harder. And I thought it was interesting that the image that she used on the front of her blog post was of Sisyphus, who is that Greek myth mythology where it's like he's in eternal punishment of rolling this big boulder up the hill. And so I think about our teachers just continually working through COVID, through the summer, you know, into this year and like really pushing and pushing and pushing and they've gotten no relief in no break. We've really talked a lot, and I say we meaning as administrators, uh, we've talked with our coaches, we've talked with, with other leaders, and we've talked a lot with our teachers saying, why do you think, why do you think this is so stressful? What's difficult about this? And what I've noticed in my world is our teachers can't quite put a finger on it. One thing before we jump into that article that I have heard teachers say is it's actually possibly some of those outside of school factors that our teachers are feeling the stress from. Kids are in the midst of this pandemic, or even as this pandemic starts to maybe ease up a little bit, uh, of course, kids are really struggling with the impact of this pandemic, with mental health, with big changes in their family dynamic. There's still a ton of stress out there, as we know, when COVID hits a family or if COVID hits a family, lots of health issues that come up or big changes for the family when COVID hits. And our kids struggling with those things has made life more stressful for teachers as they try to support kids through that in the classroom. And I think, you know, last year, the keyword was grace everywhere. You know, you heard that word grace, like it's COVID year, let's give people grace. That went for teachers and kids and, and whatnot. And this year it's just like, we're nope, we're going full force, let's go. And it's like, we are, we are still deal, dealing with a pandemic and we do still need to give ourselves grace. Grace is uh, absolutely, that's a great point that we 
can make sure and continue. I think a lot of this, this goes to Jennifer Gonzalez and her article and podcast on this. It's not time to say, all right, let's go right back to all the initiatives. Now we want to do this. We need to cover the learning gaps and we need to try to increase test scores in this way or hit these learning goals. It's not time to jump back into everything because we are still dealing with the pandemic. We are still dealing with mental health that has increased in its severity because of the pandemic. It, we've got to give grace and we can't launch right back into everything as if it was like it was before because it's not, it's really just not. You and I were talking earlier about there's a natural ebb and flow in a normal school year. And do you want to talk about like the October timeframe of what happens? Absolutely. This was, this was a new perspective for me that came from the Elena Aguilar book that in October time period, and I would say even into what we're in right now, November, there's an imbalance between teachers and where they are at in their work in the school year and their instruction and students and where they're at in their development. That's where the honeymoon stage with kids is definitely over with. Um, the excitement of being back to school is over with. We're quite a ways from the breaks that help us refresh. We always see that. Well, something that Onward points out is that imbalance where teachers have been working so hard since early to mid-August in their curriculum and planning and instruction and getting kids to where they they want them to be. However, kids, they come along at a different pace. And so I look at, for example, ninth graders. Ninth graders are the youngest in our building. There's always quite a maturity gap. And our ninth graders are still needing the teachers to do a lot with classroom management. The ninth graders are still pushing the teachers a lot in the way that they're still learning time management. They're still struggling to get work completed on time or really be prepared for assessments and really communicate well with teachers. Whereas our teachers are feeling, hey, I've been working this hard for three months. How are you not further along? Why, why are my ninth graders still struggling in this way? So I think there's quite an imbalance at this time of year where our kids just haven't caught up in the development, both personal development in that maturity level, and then also their development with the curriculum and their skills. Whereas our teachers have been at this for a while and are impatient and ready for these kids to get going. So I thought that was something really interesting and a big aha for me. That is a huge for me too, because we have recruiters new to our building this year. And so that's a good reminder. And I, that makes me think about uh, another tweet I saw earlier this year that said the last normal school year that we had, the full normal school year was three years ago. And so if you think about the development of kids over the last three years, it has been thrown in turmoil a little bit. I think to build off of that, it does go to, I had a teacher reminding me when talking about the stresses of this, reminding me uh, related to that, that these are the students who, while their parents were working from home during the school closures, then as teenagers, young teenagers, their parents were telling them, you know what, fine, go play video games. I'm not letting you go outside and hang out with your friends. So I want you to socialize somehow, go play video games for more hours than I would have let you before, or go have more screen time because I need to get more work done right now. And I, I can't, I can't entertain you. I can't be with you. I can't hang out with you. So these are the kids who spent more time on screens, more time with freedom in, in a different way during the pandemic, during school closures, then their parents would have allowed them otherwise. 
Whereas now we're trying to expect them, hey, be in school, be paying attention, be off the screens, do this and this and this. So again, we're asking for more maturity and quicker development from them in ways that they might not be ready for because they are kids whose trajectory was changed due to the pandemic. That's so true. Well, the article, uh, like I said, it kind of, it hashed through a lot of different things. She talked a lot about a lot of different things, but she kind of um, pared it down to three reasons that teachers are really having a hard time this year. And she narrowed it down to time, trust, and safety. What, what do you think about those things? I loved that part of it. Loved that part of it. Um, I, I'm going to jump to the middle one right away, that trust. And we need to trust our teachers to be professionals. I think the same goes to something like work time, right? Be careful about overstructuring work time because yeah. the teachers are going to get work done and they're going to use that time and they're going to use that time to improve things for kids. I mean, the results are just going to be there um, besides maybe, and Jennifer Gonzalez pointed this out besides maybe the, that one teacher, those three teachers are that very, very small minuscule percentage of teachers. I even have trouble thinking of a teacher in our building actually, who would either a waste time, be used time negatively, see, not be appreciative of it. I know. I think about last year we had every, Wednesday was an early out and our teachers really appreciated that work time. And then this year I see the fruits of their labor because they created these amazing things with technology that they're able to reuse. And I know a lot of them, you know, use that time to provide feedback for students, which can only help with learning. So I know the time part is the part that really stuck with me. And that goes to time is always one that, that teachers say, hey, if you can give me more time, I will make something of it. And I believe that 100%. The other one that you really summed up Jennifer's article with was, the other word was safety. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think that goes to, and she really, I think at the end, if I remember right of the podcast that I listened to on this, just touched on that briefly of districts and schools need to do what they can to uh, take care of teachers and respect the fact that they have health and safety concerns as well. Going back to the, when you were talking about just trusting teachers, I, it made me think about Daniel Pink's book about, um, I think it was called Drive and how he talked about in, internal motivation and self-motivation. And he said, you need to have three things for that. And it's autonomy, mastery, and purpose. And so the autonomy part is just self-directed. So anytime we can let teachers be self-directed, mastery of getting better at things that matter with feedback. And so what are those things that maybe we don't necessarily need to be doing right now, thinking about that. And then purpose, which is knowing why you're doing something. And I think that's important any year, but specifically this year is remembering our why and always going back to that. I know sometimes we will ask our teachers at the beginning of the year, what is your why and have them write it down. And it's always good to revisit that throughout the year. And what a good time right now is things are really stressful to uh, revisit the why that's really nice to have in their back pocket. One thing I want to do really briefly, uh, if we if we can, as we've kind of run short on time, I thought a great point you brought up when we were getting ready for this is 
Jennifer Gonzalez brought up things not to do. And I'm just kind of curious what you think, Jolie, some of those were, don't keep giving them food. Don't keep giving them jeans days. Um, don't give them little slices of seven minute free time where they don't know what to do with it because it's only seven minutes and it was unexpected. Some of those things I have to say, I was a little like, oh, that's awkward because I'm literally bringing school today to the staff <laughs> lounge and, and some jeans days for November. I, I, I think there's the balance. Right. Know? And I think some teachers love that. Um, mm -hmm. But I think maybe what her point was is don't give teachers this token little thing when we need to overhaul the whole system or we need to look at big improvements and not just put band-aids on things which is I think sometimes what we do in the moment because we're just reacting to things because we've never dealt with this before and I love your point of when we maybe need to overhaul the system that's the key I take out of that and I think that's in education what we really need to look at right now as teachers are being, you know, showing the stress levels they're showing and kids are showing that they are different than our kids were three years ago. And we're not just going to go back to normal, right? People need to stop. We need to stop that. We need to stop thinking we're going back to normal. It's okay to say we've been through and are going through a pandemic. We're all going to be different in education and schools are different. What do we need to do to overhaul our systems at school? to make things better. Because at the end of the day, this is where big things happen. School is where the world has changed for the better. And, and we've got to take care of what we do, but we probably need to start looking at it differently. You nailed it. <laughs> Done, mic drop, hurry up and stop. <laughs> um, yeah, is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap it up? It's just a an ongoing conversation that we need to make sure that we create opportunities for teachers to let us know how they're doing and what they need. And whether it's, I, last week I had somebody say, I need chocolate. Can you just bring me chocolate? Or I need 10 minutes, please. Can you help me? And just little things that we can do for them. I think we can still keep doing for them and um, just being there for each other. I want to end by saying uh, is November. It's a great month to be thankful. And I want to just take a minute to, which is not enough to thank our teachers for what they do and thank them for all that they have been doing to change and adapt and keep up with these times we're in, because I don't know that it's been harder than it ever, than it, than what we're in the midst of and what we've been in the midst of. And I just want to give a huge thank you out there to teachers and educators who have, who have continued to mold into what they need to be for kids. Um, and Jolie, then I, I gotta say thank you to instructional coaches because you guys are you guys are the backbone of all of it. And teachers do come to you with how they're feeling and this the difficult feelings of stress they're struggling with. And at the same time come to you with, here's what I need. And we, I mean, education couldn't do it without you coaches. So I'm really glad that we've, we've got you, especially during these times. Nothing has shown that more than these times we're in. And then I'll jump into wrapping this up. Um, everybody, thanks for being with us this Saturday morning. It's been a blast for us as always. And we really appreciate you, you joining in. And hopefully, as always, you can take away one good nugget on how to get support for yourself and be supportive of others during these sometimes stressful times of the important work that we're doing. Thanks for listening in. We'll listen.